I got to meet so, Bill Clinton yesterday. I saw that. What? Yeah. That's pretty cool. He came into work. It was nuts. It was what? absolute bonkers. Was he just just there? He was. He did a talk at Amazon, and then he was doing a talk to wrote a book, I think, later Sounds in right. Seattle. And hmm. so they came to the roastery for about forty-five minutes, and it was bananas. Wow. Is he as charismatic as like all the comedians? Yes. I didn't get to talk to him too much, but he spent like a good fifteen minutes talking to one of our roasters. Mm-hmm. And then just mm-hmm. shook people's hands for a long time. He like walked into our main production area and walked all the way around the inside and like shook hands with all the baristas. I got a picture with me and the rest of the management team and him. Oh, so, cool! Yeah, it was pretty cool. Hell That's yeah! Dope. Hmm. I went and saw The Lion King two weeks ago, three weeks oh, ago. Oh, right. How was it on stage? It was. Right? It was fantastic. I couldn't get through Circle of Life without tearing up. Oh. Was it It your first time? Yes. It was my first time seeing a musical, a stage musical that wasn't put on by high schoolers. Oh, wow. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, man. Huh. It was... Yeah, that's a good one to start with, then. (laughs) It was fantastic. Uh, I love the touring Broadway shows. Mm Mm-hmm. I'm a big fan. I saw Wicked with Pedro and Alana in Madison... A couple years ago, mm-hmm. I really want to see Hamilton. Still, if I can get Me tickets to Hamilton, I told you guys I almost saw Hamilton this year, right? Because it was in Houston. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, biggest regret of the year, right there. No, I mean it's not worth the Just money. Just see it in Dallas. Well, I'm not gonna get tickets to Dallas when it's here next year because it's probably already sold out. God dang, rich people. No, only only the uh, like season tickets are sold out oh, right now. Oh, well, I'm the I'm going to cut somebody over those tickets then. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But yeah, I was telling Heather last night, it was super cool because Zazu was, mm-hmm. like, he kept breaking the fourth wall and he, was, mm-hmm. he kept making meta jokes because he's a, he's a puppet and then there's a guy who's the puppeteer, obviously. Uh-huh. And then, like, the puppet would become sentient when things would go wrong and he would blame the puppeteer and he'd be like, this is all your fault. <laughs> There is nothing wrong with your television set. Do not attempt to adjust the picture. We are controlling transmission. If we wish to make it louder, we will bring up the volume. If we wish to make it softer, we will tune it to a whisper. We will control the horizontal. We will control the vertical. For the next hour, sit quietly and we will control all that you see and hear. You are about to participate in a great adventure. You are about to experience the awe and mystery which reaches from the inner mind to... That was really weird. Okay, let's start the music. Okay.
Welcome to an incredible episode of Disney Versus, where math is math, and I bought AA batteries, but we needed AAA batteries, and now we still need AAA batteries. <laughs> this is the podcast where we have animated discussions about animated movies. I'm Tori. I'm Grace. I'm Heather. I know we've been away for a while, but we're back, and for a very damn good reason. Today we're talking about Yay. Pixar's 20th animated film Incredibles 2 Mm -hmm. we're going to talk about the film what we liked what we disliked and we're going to talk about the uh, I can't think of an adjective we're going to talk about the short that came before the film Bao (laughs) the small (laughs) and then we're going to do something that is almost impossible but somehow we did we're going to talk about our top twenty <laughs> Pixar films. We're gonna, well, y'all we're gonna yeah. Me and Grace are because Heather doesn't do her homework. <laughs> yep. Before we get to that, how have y'all been? It's the middle of the summer. Good, good. It's hot. Oh, it's like seventy degrees here. I'm wearing a sweater. Yeah, it's like a hundred and three. What? Oh <laughs> she is wearing a sweater. I'm very, very jealous. I miss sweater weather. Me too. I went and saw The Lion King, and I bought a blanket, and now I can't use it because it's 90-something yeah. plus degrees outside. Oh, but it'll be so Always. awesome for, like, that one week in January. Or the one random snow day in November. Yeah. Yeah. Or March. <laughs> Grace, I got to send you a picture of the uh, the blanket. It's, it's, yes. It's, it's really everything. cool. And mm-hmm. it's soft. Soft. <laughs> so, so soft. Um, a little bit of news. As everyone in the world should know by now, Disney is in the process of buying Fox, 20th Century Fox, and multiple assets. Yes. A couple weeks ago, um, Fox accepted a $71.3 billion bid, that's billion with a B, from Disney to buy Fox. And I believe right now, um, lawyers, or it's I think it's the FCC has cleared the uh the per- the, the deal. deal but comcast is still in the mix and i hope they will just shut up and let this happen hmm. how are they still in the mix are they just like no i want it basically give it to me they just have to outbid man i really wish i had that kind of money to throw around yeah, you know what i would do with 71 billion dollars <laughs> probably buy a huge portion of disney yeah yeah <laughs> I, mm-hmm. I wouldn't be podcasting about Disney. Disney would be podcasting about me. There you go. There you go. <laughs> Imagine a life with no debt. Anyway. Yeah, I, I kind of hope this goes through, but I don't know why. But with all that money they have to throw around, uh, it's this other piece of news is kind of... I'm not mad, but it's not shocking. I believe it was this week, uh, Disney also shut down Disney Toon Studios, effective basically immediately. For those of you like Heather who have no idea what Disney's Toon Studios is. I'm just trying to think of like what the show's like. I don't know. I probably know what it is, but I don't know. In layman's terms, Disney just shut down the studio responsible for all of the direct-to-DVD sequels. Yeah, see, I'm not mad about that. Oh. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> In light of the show that we did a couple <laughs> of weeks ago about Disney sequels, we will not have the chance to do another show like that <laughs> anytime soon. That's okay. It started in 1988 uh, in Glendale. That's pretty much all they produced were direct-to-DVD sequels, 
they're responsible for mm-hmm. the planes, the the planes movie series, which was spun out of Cars. They're responsible for um, the Tinkerbell uh, slash Disney fairy line of movies. Yeah, those can die. The sad part, though, is that they were responsible for a goofy movie and an extremely goofy movie. Pretty much the okay, only yeah, thing that really people sad. like out of that that series. So, Aww. yeah. The worst part is that an estimated 75 animators and staff will be out of work. I'm hoping that they just kind of get absorbed by Disney and Pixar and get to do, you know, actual money-making features. Mm-hmm. But or that they, you know, find work at like DreamWorks or Leica or go to Japan and work for Hayao Miyazaki and his ilk. Mm-hmm. Who knows? In the article I read on uh, Slash Film, which is where I get all of the news that we talk about, the author mentioned that with Disney releasing its own streaming service soon, the profitability from the, all these sequels, all these directed DVD sequels, is about to be uh obsolete yeah Mm. i'll be interested to see if and when disney gets to buy fox how that will affect netflix yeah i mean there's there's... minimal stuff on there right now yeah i feel like we get a small rotation of disney stuff and then it's pulled and but there's quite a bit of fox content on netflix as well yeah and on hulu i think there's more stuff on hulu right now than there is on netflix i know like Mm -hmm. the emperor's new groove uh lilo and stitch are on hulu right now well disney also has like not including this deal doesn't disney already have like 40 percent of hulu anyway it might be 30 before the deal yeah and then i think after the deal it'll be 60 or something so i don't think hulu will really be affected in a negative Mm -hmm. way i mean like disney's not a big anchor in hulu right now anyway like that's not what people go to hulu for they go to Mm -hmm. hulu for the handmaiden's tale real talk (laughs) i also go to it for buffy since it's not on Netflix anymore. Yeah, I go there for How I Met Your Mother and Friday Night Lights. Oh, Friday Night Lights. Though. Law and Order and Steven Universe. And Futurama. You've been watching Futurama. I haven't been watching no, Futurama. No, I know. I finished that shit when it was on Netflix. Word. I'm behind, okay? And I'm having a hard time getting Jeez. through season three. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a mess. Okay. Anyway, anyway, let's talk about what we paid money to see in theaters. So, Bow. Oh my god, she ate her son. <laughs> You'll never leave me this way. Um, like, like I totally get it. Yeah. You know? I had but also, a visceral reaction in here. Like, oh! <laughs> yeah, oh my it, gosh. Was, it was good. Also, I love yeah. dumplings. So it was very satisfying to watch. Mm-hmm. Really makes me want to make yeah. steam buns. Yo, that food that she made mm. looks so good. Right. It's my yeah. favorite thing about the advancement of animation is how good the food looks now. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. start with Coraline we've... and then move forward. Yeah. Just, we've moved, oh we've moved right. on from hair to food. Yes. Like the mm-hmm. primary improvement. Yeah. Hair, hair's great. Does the food make you hungry? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, what did you guys think of the film overall? I thought it was cute. I thought it was sentimental. Um, it did tug up my heartstrings i felt like it was kind of what's the last short we had i think it was lou in front of uh cars three what was lou about um the uh sentient lost and found box yes that uh 
I'm, help the, yeah, so we've help had, the bully. We've had that one. <laughs> we've had the one about the guy who works in the office. Yeah, that one's still one of my favorites. Paper Man. Paper Man. We had Piper, which was in front of Moana. What was Piper? Piper was the bird on the beach. Yeah. So I feel like we have this theme of either tribe or loneliness. And Pixar has definitely done that in the past. I'm thinking even further back to, like, uh, For the Birds. Yeah, I watched For the Birds uh, before we started recording. Oh, hmm. Love For the Birds. Or is it Checkmate? Is that what it's no, called? No, Jerry's Game. Jerry's Game. Yeah. Um, yeah, so yeah. Pixar definitely does. I love, this is going to make me want to watch Pixar shorts all night. Yep. Half of them are on Netflix, speaking of. Yeah, I'm waiting for them to release the next, like, round. Like, cool, we're we're 20 mm-hmm. in now, right? Let's, let's go. Something Where's like next that. One? <laughs> uh, yeah, I would love another catalog of those. Mm-hmm. I would yeah. say that this is... I, I wasn't a fan of Lava. Like, everybody loves Lava, but I'm like, eh, I not like feeling lava. it. I thought Lava was cute, but it didn't... Ha- like, if I'm remembering anything right, Lava didn't have anything, like, tug at your heartstrings. It was a love story. It was just a, it was a love song. Part of the story, it was a love song. Just a love it was song. just a song. Like there was no yeah. like plot to the oh to the gosh, to the short. Heartless. It wasn't like a separation anxiety kind of thing like this yeah. one was. Okay. Speaking yeah. of, and I think uh, this one is actually like really real for the people that went and saw oh, it. Oh yeah. Because because it was I feel like it was mainly like made for us. Oh, this is totally geared towards parents and like grown adult yeah. yeah this is not made for children as much because i know if my mom saw that she would have burst out crying did you guys figure out what it was about because i've been reading multiple articles about how people have been confused about what bow is about because i know halfway through like when this when the dumpling grew uh, a goatee and oh, started yeah. being mm-hmm. a sassy teenager i'm like oh she misses her actual son. That's yeah. what this is about. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, I got that. It took a second, but I got that, and then totally made sense. I didn't have a great sense of timeline. Mm-hmm. So, like, I was thinking, like, yeah, is this Bao growing up? Is this all in a day because the husband hasn't been there at all? Right. Or is this? over like weeks where she's nurturing this bow and her husband doesn't know and then her son comes home i'm not really worried about the husband or i wasn't really worried about the husband through the whole thing because clearly the focus is the mom and this the dumpling yeah but to answer the answer the the question i think it's maybe weeks okay i was thinking like a week yeah like the kid will grow up like just like within the span of a week or something like that and really yeah Yeah. and it just symbolized like like you know her going through all that stuff and nurturing this thing you know like he you know it was giving her husband cues on what was going on Mm -hmm. with her and that's when he called and so like over a weekend they came over or something that's how i saw it i think like the last bit of it like the dumpling running off with the female i don't think that actually happened Mm -hmm. i think that part that part was just in her head at that point which was so hilarious my, I remember my audience. I both times I saw this movie, I, I had to. I made a point to pay attention to the audience reactions to everything, because mm-hmm. I see movies mm-hmm. by myself a lot, so I have nothing to gauge it off of. 
during bow both audiences like it rose like the the hilarity in the audience rose throughout the whole thing because it's a funny the beginning of it is very funny yeah and then you get to um the woman like when the girlfriend comes in and Mm -hmm. everybody is dying laughing Mm -hmm. and then the mom is trying to keep him there and then she eats him and everybody's like what the fuck just happened (laughs) right and then and then like she's in bed and everybody's like what is what is this what's going on and then her son shows Mm -hmm. up and then nobody speaks yeah because that was sad as fuck yeah yeah (laughs) I, um, I, it's been a long time since I've been to a movie that had a lot of kids in the theater. I typically go to see movies either like really late at night or the first show on a weekday. Mm -hmm. So like 10 a.m. on a weekday Mm -hmm. because that's when it's cheap. Right. Um, so like not popular times for kids to come to the movies. So I think I went to this at like 11 a.m. on a Saturday (laughs) (laughs) Mm -hmm. and, and so it was fit like the theater was packed, lots and lots of kids and lots of giggling. And yeah, there was an interesting like throughout the whole movie, uh, there was lots of laughter. Nothing disruptive. Like I was I was really impressed since since it's Same. been so long since I've been to the movies with kids. Yeah. But yeah, there was that same kind of roller coaster of reactions in the theater. Um, <laughs> what happened? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Excuse you. Well, I, yeah. First time I saw this, I saw it at twelve oh one. Like I saw it at midnight, basically. Oh Jesus. Uh, first night, or Thursday night at midnight, and I was sitting next to a. That's such an OG time. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I did right? it on purpose. Yeah. I'm like, I got to do this right. Holy shit. I was sitting next to like a line of like eight teenagers. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is going to be so bad. And like the most disappointing thing is that for, you know, a group of people, a group of kids that like high schoolers are supposed to be addicted to their phones and to YouTube and to everything on the internet. All Mm -hmm. the trailers that were in front of this movie, like they had no idea that any of these movies were coming, coming out. And I'm like, do you guys, you guys don't know how to do the internet, do you? (laughs) Right. Like we (laughs) talked about um, How to Train Your Dragon 3. Like, weeks before this movie came out. Mm-hmm. And everybody was shocked about it. I'm like, guys, you suck. <laughs> what? I, <Yeah>. No, I'm <laughs> okay with that. So I make a point to get to the movies early enough to see the trailers. Because I love watching mm-hmm. the trailers in the movies. But I usually don't seek out trailers unless it's something I'm anticipating. Wow. Unless it's something I already right. know that's coming out and a trailer drops, then I'll go look for it. Mm-hmm. So basically anything Harry Potter. Gotcha. <laughs> yeah. So it's like a sector of YouTube that you just avoid unless you have to, you know. Yeah, exactly. And like Facebook, I just don't, mm-hmm. I, I try not to. That being said, I've seen, I think, six of the seven movies that are out at my local theater. And so I've seen all the previews. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, man. So, uh, Bao, where do you, where do you put it among like shorts? Is it? like high up there or is it forgettable like lava is for me i think it's a i don't know i i definitely have to go back and watch it's it's good i'd say it's medium high like in the top 30th percentile up. maybe <laughs> okay i'd probably say it's like maybe there are a lot of shorts 
probably I'll probably say top 10 for me maybe was this the 20th movie this is the 20th Pixar movie Ooh. yeah so yeah 20 shorts I don't yeah. know if there have been 20 mm-hmm. shorts in front of every movie there probably has been but I think I'm pretty sure every one because ha- there was one in front of was Jerry's game the first one in front of Toy Story Grace it came out in 95 I don't remember <laughs> Why not? Because <laughs> I was four. Give me a break. No. <laughs> Carding people, my job for alcohol. 2006. Yep, you're good. What <laughs> even? <laughs> uh, or nine, 96, not 2006. That would be very young. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm going to cut this out so Grace doesn't get sued. Sued. <laughs> 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 do you're, not give kids more than 2006 alcohol don't do it <laughs> you're 12 no All beer right. for you huh and no beer for you <laughs> no beer i say as i'm drinking wine out of a red solo cup <laughs> <laughs> now that's old school bitches be classy all right are we ready to dive into uh the main, the main event. event let's go <laughs> yes Heather's excited. Yes. Let's get the analytics out of the way. So, Incredibles 2. It's been about 4,971 days in between this movie and the first one. Just about. Yeah, just around there. What this movie did in its first weekend, it made about $180 million, which is the highest grossing opening weekend for an animated film, beating... Finding Woo! Dory's Nothing to Sneeze at, $135 million. Oh my god, it like blew it out of the park. Right. Blew it out of the water. <laughs> or the water, that one. It, it is... Oh, I just got that. Because huh? Finding Dory. Anyway. Because uh, the, the water? <laughs> yeah. It's okay, the ocean. It is the eighth all-time opening weekend for any movie. Nice. And it's the large. Highly anticipated. Yeah, it's the largest opening day for an animated movie. Woo! All the records. Fuck everybody else, including Frozen, especially Frozen. <laughs> anyway. Uh. Okay. So without with with all that out of the way, first impressions. I liked it. It was incredible. Ah. <laughs> I was a big fan. <laughs> I liked it. I liked mm-hmm. it a lot. They're good. Yes. I. I could not stop smiling during this movie. I was so pleased because it was a sequel. It was a number two that didn't suck. Because Pixar has had multiple round twos that sucked. Example, Mm -hmm. Toy Story 2 and Cars 2. Do not come for Toy Story 2. Toy Story 2 is a piece of shit. Y'all have already had this fight. Next. (laughs) (laughs) Um... So yeah, I was. It was a great standalone movie. We got oh, yeah. some deeper character development. Um, mm-hmm. Jack Jack is awesome. Jack Jack is the MVP of this movie. He's right? OP as yeah. shit in this. By the way, holy shit, he's got everything. Yeah, Edna was great. I love that we got more time with Edna. Did we get more time with Edna? I think maybe just bigger chunks. She was mm-hmm. in like one scene. She was in like two, but they were really there was stuff happening. Yeah. Oh yeah, she was in mm-hmm. two scenes because we had to pick Jack Jack yeah. up. Yeah. 
Oh, I didn't say this on top, but we're going to be spoiling the shit out of this movie. So you might want to sit this one out. Go see it, then come back and listen to us. Please continue. I like the diversity of the power sets and like the different uses for the power sets. Yeah. Like Elastigirl on her bike. That so fucking so cool. I love cool. that shit. Yeah. It was so fucking cool to that watch. Whole scene. And then uh Violet picking stuff up with her mm-hmm. shields yeah. and throwing it at mm-hmm. people. I was like, get him. Yeah. It was cool to see I mean, that's just runs, but <laughs> Violet be confident and really own her abilities. Mm-hmm. It was cool to meet all of these mm-hmm. other characters that all looked really different from each other and had really different talents. That was really neat. Yeah. And different personalities, different like the fangirl. Yeah. Uh, shit, por- she was Portal. What, what Void. was her? Void. Void, that was her name. I loved Void's powers. They were, it's a yeah. cool idea. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the fact that they kept at the end, I'm just going to jump to the end, the <laughs> fact that like she kept having to portal Elastigirl back up, up <laughs> yeah. to like, was reach so the funny. thing. I was like, thank you. <laughs> that was so yeah. funny. It was so good. That was funny and realistic. <laughs> like, that's what it would take. Yeah. yeah. Like, nope, this is not going to be something we get right on the first time, but that's okay. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Like, maybe the fourth. And uh, you got yeah. it. Okay. <laughs> yeah. This is, it's such a, it's such a realistic, like, all the reactions were super realistic. Like, once Elastigirl got in the plane, she was out of breath. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You were saying, like, the powers. I like that there were powers all over the place in this movie. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Like, Frozone's powers. I like that Frozone got more to do. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. He was, he was used similarly than he was in the, uh, the first movie. Like, he would show up, and then he was, he was away until the climax of the film but he got more to do in this one Mm -hmm. i loved the scene where he saves the kids i thought that was such a cool scene and so it was great and so like it really showed a different relationship that frozone has with the kids like they know him Mm -hmm. as like cool fam but like no he's like going to protect them at at any cost and yeah. And they know that they can trust But him. also he's a badass in their family. Yeah. So <laughs> Exactly. So I I love that I love the dynamic between Frozone and the family. I love mm-hmm. how he saved the whole family. I love the car. I thought that was really cool. Yeah. And yeah. I also liked that mm-hmm. he knew how to work the car. And it was mm-hmm. this relic. Yeah, and it totally um, makes sense because right. he's yeah. Bob's best mm-hmm. friend. Like uh-huh. Bob your best friend has yeah. driven your car before. Right. Still a little heated that we have not seen Honey. Who is this? <laughs> <laughs> I want a face. Do you know who Honey's voice is? No, we do not. I don't think it was the same voice actress. I'm hoping it's like some producer or animator's wife. Like, I'm right, hoping yeah. that person is related to someone who's making this movie. Let me look that up real mm-hmm. quick. I kind of doubt it. Uh, looks like her name is uh, Kimberly Adair Clark. She's the same person who voiced uh, Lucius's wife in the first Incredibles. And according to IMDb, she's listed as, uh, I think she's Human Resources at Pixar. Because she has like, she's Human Resources on Monster University, Brave, Toy Story 3, Up, and Monsters, Inc. And then she was Mm -hmm. a voice, like she's a voice in everything Incredibles as uh, Frozone's wife. So that's cool. Yeah. My opinion on... uh, Frozen's wife in this movie. I I love the line in the trailer. Mm-hmm. 
Like the the, the line right. was funnier in the trailer than it was in the movie. I feel like they should have used a yeah. different joke in the actual movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And while For I'm sure. on the topic, her voice, the appearance of her voice and Edna all together, I feel like it was more obligatory than necessary. You think mm-hmm. Edna wasn't necessary? The way they used her made her look unnecessary. I mean, sorry, not the way. The amount of time they used her for made her unnecessary. Because, yes, uh, it totally it totally makes sense that she'd be the one to figure out how Jack-Jack's powers work and how to contain them. That's all she was used for. She was a plot device for Jack-Jack. Like, she wasn't as funny as she was last time. I mean, where is our, where is our no capes level line for this movie? See what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah, I think yeah. I think that's fair. I think it's hard to. I mean, we we've talked about this in the past that her her performance was so amazing in the first one, and the writing was so killer that most of her lines are one-offs, like one-liners mm-hmm. that just work really well as one-off jokes. So it's hard to replicate that, mm-hmm. and I I. I liked her time on screen in this. I thought it was mm. funny. I thought it was appropriate. Um, I thought it was funny to think of Edna as a babysitter. Yeah. Right. That's and our then, next like, short. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And like how she was like, nah, I don't do babies. And then she's like, oh, wait, he has all of these powers. Give me. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Give me this project. I mean, child. <laughs> child. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I guess this is a good yeah. time to say my... my problems with this movie are wrapped up in that one idea it means fire robert is not as funny Mm -hmm. as her no capes rant Mm -hmm. the big problem with this movie for me is that it's not the first one this movie was Mm -hmm. great but everything Mm -hmm. it did in this one with with the exception of you know the animation the use of powers everything else was better in the first one i disagree I think you've had 14 years to marinate and analyze the first one, and it was great. Mm-hmm. But this is a lot like Monster University and a lot like Toy Story 3. You know what the universe is. You know who these characters are. So you're furthering those relationships and then telling a story and taking a peek into their lives instead of introducing everyone to a whole new universe. I would say that this is not as good a sequel as Monsters University was a prequel. Oh, I disagree with that. No, man. I love Monsters University. I think it's so freaking cool. But I I like I mean, I don't know. I mean, we got a lot of the same themes from the first one. Um, oh, I have a list. That the government doesn't like supers. Um, I like that there was the gender role reversal. Mm-hmm. But even then, it was a little heavy on that. Like, I feel like Mr. Incredible would be able to hold his own a little better. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's funny that he doesn't. But It's tropey. Yeah, exactly. It's a little, like, mm-hmm. I know stay-at-home dads who, like, totally get it. I know it's a transition, but... Mm-hmm. I, I have a hard time believing that Mr. Incredible would fall completely apart in the way yeah. that he did. Granted, he had a super baby, but... <laughs> super baby aside, he would have been... I think he would have like been able to figure it out together. better. Yeah. yeah. 
and Elastigirl had no idea that Jack-Jack had powers till the end of the movie. Right. Which, that reveal was fantastic, because she was like, Jack-Jack has powers? And everyone else is like, we're already on the same page, we'll talk about it later. <laughs> yeah. Go. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Um, yeah. I was like, okay. Let's, let me talk about the plot. Like, I have, you said that there are a lot of themes from the, from the original movie. I found a bunch of parallels from the first movie within, you know, let's say just the first act. Mm-hmm. Let's, let's say from the beginning to um, Elastigirl telling Bob about how her first mission went. Mm-hmm. The beginning starts the way the first one does. There's, you know, a villain that gets away and a lot of collateral damage is caused. Bob and Helen get in a fight over the dinner table and in front of the kids and there's a there's an outburst from Violet about whatever the central con- uh, a a conflict is going to be in the movie talking about basically the status quo being normal yeah <laughs> sorry <laughs> oh that was so good <laughs> thank you thank you the beginning, the first one, she's talking about them being normal and when did not use their powers. And this one, she's talking about how they just saved people and now they can't use their powers again because they thought things would be different. Mm-hmm. And basically, Elastigirl being a hypocrite in her own words. And then they get, you know, approached by some shadowy figure like Bob did with Mirage in the first one. Mm-hmm. I like the parallel. Helen picks up the phone and says, I'm in, in the same way that Bob did the first time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. A good switch in this one is Bob's first assignment was completely secret and nobody yeah. knew about it. Helen's first assignment is in full view of everyone. And, and that, to me, showed, like, that was such an uncomfortable 15 minutes where... Bob is hiding from his family and like doing all these great things and mm-hmm. but it's all secret and ultimately he's just lying and like that's such an an awkward icky feeling mm-hmm. dynamic in the first movie and so I loved that they like Subverted. cool so we are a family we're talking about this yep that's fine that Helen's gonna go do this like that to me was such a positive step. One of my favorite things in this movie are the conversations that, actually in the whole franchise actually, are the conversations that Bob and Helen have. It was such a believable thing when they're you know talking after meeting with uh, Winston Dever about the whole thing. Mm-hmm. And you can see like the anguish in his face. She says that, looks, that looked exhaust, or excruciating. When he had to basically swallow his pride and say, you can do this. I thought it was really funny and really cute where he was like, you go do this so I can do this better. Because it's mm, it's a rivalry right. that they have and it's a really good part of their relationship. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then um, something that I noticed when the first uh, trailer came out, we talked about on the show how we thought it was the play was we thought it was going to be because women need to be out front and that's something mm-hmm. that the movie says itself but mm-hmm. the dialogue in the movie they pick elastigirl because she's the cleanest mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. collateral damage is the thing and i think yeah. that that's right. funny and it's logical and it's i think that was i it was almost smarter like instead of 
just being a feminist play. It's the it's less pandering. Yeah, and it's yeah. it's the true feminist They're playing to her strengths play instead of yeah. like we're gonna put this woman first because She's we a need woman. a woman role. Mo- yeah, exactly. It's mm-hmm. we're gonna put this woman first because she is more skilled at what we need her to do right now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, she can be stealthy and also do this if she needs to, and also she doesn't have a whole bunch of damage to the yeah. city, so it's fine. So, yeah. so that is why is she is more qualified. Unlike this refrigerator of a husband. <laughs> <laughs> He's still so weird looking. <laughs> <laughs> when they're back in their original costumes, he looks with his freezer friend. <laughs> like it's like he put his freezer. <laughs> oh my god! Oh, I'm on fire with the jokes today. My head hurts, so I'm just kind of like, go, go, stuff, words, words. And then <laughs> that that leads me to my next thing. Her for at the end of her first mission. You can see it in Bob's face. Her first mission ends with her stopping a train. The one thing that got Bob in trouble in the first movie. Mm-hmm. He got sued by everyone who was injured on the el- on the during that train accident. Mm-hmm. And Helen's yep. thing was no casualties, nobody got hurt. And you can see in mm-hmm. Bob's face like the whole time she's explaining that and he's not listening. The mm-hmm. look on his mm-hmm. face is amazing animation and it's amazing like acting as a character yeah Mm -hmm. that's one of the things i love and something else i know there's no oscar for this but i think it's time that they need to create a uh an oscar for best voice acting because yeah craig Mm -hmm. t nelson was on fire in this one him holly hunter katherine keener who was evelyn dever Mm -hmm. Uh, Sarah Vowell as Violet they were so good like I love uh, like what what would the Oscar clip be Craig T. Nelson's monologue when he's just sleep deprived and trying to fix things and he he goes on this rant with his kids about how he's Mr. Incredible not Mr. Mediocre that that (laughs) was so great yeah Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I think that's a great... We've never really talked about that before, but I think it's absolutely something that we should be considering. So in the Annies, do they have a voice acting category? They do. I think that it started off as... I think it's uh, all-inclusive. There's no voice actor, voice actress. It's just a voice performance. Anybody from this movie, it's just give it to... Just give it to the cast, because everybody Mm -hmm. was great. Yeah, there was a new kid for Dash, yeah. right? And like he sounded so at least from like my my memory, he sounds so similar to the first to like the first boy. Too. His voice was a little raspy when I listened to it the second time compared to the first Dash. Yeah. Another thing that I didn't like is they gave Dash le- the if anybody got the shaft in this movie, it was Dash. Dash mm-hmm. had the Definitely least Dash. to do. Yeah. And they kind of nerfed him a little bit too. But he ran on water in the last exactly and violet and violet didn't do much so violet so i feel like violet kind of got to show off a little bit in this one versus dash because he got to show off in the last yeah he gets to do lots of cool stuff in the last one i say they nerfed him because heather you're right he was fast enough to run on water but he was never fast enough to catch jack jack i mean you know how fast you have to run to run on water (laughs) there's a flash episode about it go watch it (laughs) I mean, he's not fast enough to phase through walls like Jack-Jack just kind of was. Because <laughs> that's just a power set. <laughs> Dash was, Dash's scenes were great, too. Like, the scene where they're at the restaurant because Bob is trying to get 
Violet and Tony back together. Mm-hmm. Dash is just like playing into the whole thing and being that embarrassing <laughs> little brother. Yes. I notice yeah. he goes to shake hands with Tony with Tony with his left hand. And he does it both times, like at the restaurant and then at the end when they're in the car. He does it with his left hand. And I'm just like, oh my gosh. Oh, that's funny. He's such a kid brother. <laughs> it's so great. Yeah. That's funny. Also, I really felt for Violet at um, that restaurant oh. scene. So good. I think that I think that's where she I think that's where my theater got the biggest laugh when all that water squirted out of her nose. (laughs) I laughed out loud. (laughs) Like (laughs) I was in I think I shrunk away in my chair. I was like, oh no. Like this is so not good right now. Every like, oh god, I felt for her. Every adolescent has boy or girl has experienced some sort of whole body embarrassment like that before in front of Mm -hmm. someone they had a crush on like Uh oh my god so so relatable (laughs) and her outburst when um she figured out that tony's memory got erased like Mm -hmm. that whole scene when she's like i renounce superheroes and she tries to shred her uniform but Uh made it and she throws it (laughs) against the wall we thought Uh that when we were first talking about it we thought that was over you know Bob doing a sucky job at home, but it's because her crush doesn't know she she exists. Right. Yeah. yeah. It uh, the whole thing is just it was so funny. Going back to like the voice acting real quick for Violet, the fact that the actress was able to make Violet sound like she was just like still choking on water, you know, like yes. everyone knows what it sounds like and what it feels like to be like, I'm so sorry, I'm gonna go to the restroom because I can't talk. Yeah, I'd be really was, interested to I see. Like, I was like, "That's great." I'd be interested <laughs> to see the video of that being recorded. Oh my god, yes, that'd be perfect. Yeah. Inhale water really quick. Okay, now go. <laughs> they might have just had her talk like exasperated, like just do something like here. Yeah. Because the first time they made they might or they might have just given her water because they Give made her the... water and made her laugh. That yeah. would do it if you yeah. gave her water and made her laugh. <laughs> Oh, you're right. That that probably looks painful to watch her do that. Yeah. So let's talk about our um, our villain real quick. Let's talk about uh, Screenslaver slash spoilers. Let's talk about Screensaver and Screenslaver and Evelyn Dever. Did you think it was her? Oh, yes. I knew it yeah. was her from when she walked was, in. Just her look. I was a little disappointed that it was so obvious yeah the people around me had no idea the people around me being my boyfriend and his brother they were both like what and i was just like really are you kidding (laughs) yeah they gotta watch more movies man yeah sorry actually no Chaz was really quiet but chandler chandler was like huh (laughs) really who where are you like (laughs) i thought it was interesting is this the first movie is this the first pixar movie we've seen alcohol in Coco. Coco. They had, they had, yeah. uh, Coco yeah. I think I remember commenting on it then, too. Like, huh. Yeah. That's and if, interesting. And if mimosas count, they had uh, alcohol in The Incredibles, too. Which or, sorry, like in more. the first Incredibles. Mimosa. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which was also in uh, Wally. Was it? Yeah. Maybe yeah. I'm getting that line mixed up. That well, line is definitely in The Incredibles. I feel like there were mimosas on the Axiom, but maybe not. I mean, there was breakfast in a cup. Maybe. <laughs> mimosas is part of breakfast Ew. that's fine sure but uh screenslaver during um mm-hmm. 
Elastigirl's pursuit through the city, which is fantastic animation. Mm-hmm. Yes. Just her going through the city. She kind of reminded, reminded me of Spider-Man. Like, anytime she used yes. her powers, she just looked yeah. like a more fluid mm-hmm. Spider-Man because her powers are just like her body. And Spider-Man's mm-hmm. m- kind of more mechanical than that mm-hmm. because he has web shooters and he needs to stick to things. And he has to hold on to the yeah. thing. And she's just like, I'm going to go grab it. Thanks. But <laughs> the pursuit of screen slaver, the whole... Uh, the whole monologue that he has going on, which it's kind of hard to listen to because you're watching Elastigirl. Mm-hmm. It kind of reminded mm-hmm. me of Vandal Savage, who is a Justice League villain. Screenslaver's whole thing is that heroes make you feel safe when you're not. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. you're not mm-hmm. noticing mm-hmm. things. Vandal Savage's whole deal was that the existence of heroes like the Justice League didn't allow society to evolve naturally. Mm-hmm. That was his whole motive for wanting to get rid of uh, the Justice League and heroes. Yeah. Hmm. Sc- Screen Slaver and by extension, uh, Evelyn kind of thought this, were thinking the same thing because Evelyn's parents were killed because of the absence of superheroes. Mm-hmm. And the love of superheroes mm-hmm. caused her father not to act. I, I not had a flaw. Logically. Yeah. I had a, a problem with her description, that scene, because she says supers have just become illegal. And she doesn't make the connection between supers have just become illegal and my father's dependence is society's dependence on something that no longer exists. And it doesn't mesh with the premise of we're bringing supers back and we're going to legalize supers. Well... The reason that your dad was killed was because supers were illegal. So they weren't around. Yeah, they they weren't they were in hiding. So yeah, mm-hmm. of course he's not gonna answer the fucking phone. So I I feel like that was a big plot hole, and it wasn't convincingly veiled. Yeah. Does that make right. sense? I took it as uh, she just didn't want people to depend on on superheroes to that extent to want them to come in even if they are even if they're legal or not like to want them to come in and save them versus just going into the safe room that's like yeah on the other side of the house i think she's worried about or she just didn't want like people to have that dependency that would hinder like a logical choice of like or we could just go hide while they rob us and on the second viewing the reveal of why she why she did everything and why she's trying to keep supers illegal it kind of reminds mm-hmm. me of Rachel Ghoul training uh, Batman mm-hmm. in Batman Begins. He says, yeah. your parents' death wasn't your fault. It was your father's mm-hmm. because he refused yeah. to act. It's the exact same thing. Yeah. It's not yeah. Super's fault that her parents were shot. It was her father's mm-hmm. fault that they got shot because he didn't do this, the logical thing, like Heather said. He, yeah. he was super illogical about it because he knew that her father knew that supers had just become illegal. Yeah. I think there's such an interesting, more existentially from this specific movie. Um, I think it's so interesting that Disney, Pixar Disney, has this whole plot line around supers being illegal and having the ability to help people but not being allowed to. And we have had this long existing storyline 
of Marvel, which is now owned by Disney. Yeah. Where yeah. mutants are illegal and have the ability to help humanity. I would like, I would almost like to see a little, like, shout out to it. Because both of those are acquired companies. I'm kind of glad that they didn't do a direct allusion to Marvel. Because I feel like it would have been too Mm -hmm. on the nose. Mm -hmm. I agree with you. Like, the whole issue, we spoke about it when we talked about The Incredibles last time in the bracket. That the whole inciting incident that causes Supers to become Mm -hmm. illegal is basically Civil War. Yeah. It's basically Captain America Civil War. People Mm -hmm. got hurt. Superheroes need oversight. So they go away. Was Civil War the second Captain America movie? It's the third. Oh, okay. I remember seeing the first one and being like, eh, and then seeing the second one and being like, oh, this is bomb. Oh, you yeah. weren't the only one. That was yeah. most of a, mm-hmm. that was most of America, most of yeah. the world. Yeah. Something uh, I mentioned, I noticed about the villains is that Syndrome and Screenslaver, both of them start with S. They both have a vendetta against superheroes for. Uh, not similar well similar reasons they're they were scorned in the past or directly wronged by a superhero last time very very personal reasons yeah to make Mm -hmm. big moves and they're they're both tech-based villains syndrome Mm -hmm. has his you know his iron man his iron man gadgets and screen slaver uses uh hypnotism and they're both unpowered people like they're just none Mm -hmm. of them are super powered but they have this huge um, vendetta against superheroes. And mm-hmm. I thought that was really interesting. I think Syndrome's is more petty. Yes. But I think his whole tirade about when everyone's super, no one is. I think it's mm-hmm. it goes further as a, as a concept than screen slavers don't count on heroes to save you. Because I think it's a big thing, think- especially... We talked about it last time with, you know, participation ribbons and do we have to make everybody feel, you know, does everybody have to feel like they won when losing teaches you something? You, mm-hmm. you, you're supposed to learn from losing. And I think, uh, I think that's really more universal than um, what screen slavery is trying to get across. That's a good point. I, I was thinking that it's such a that syndromes was such a specific instance and calling and also a little more cerebral. Mm-hmm. But, but now that you put it in those kind of terms, yeah, I can see that. And it makes me think that screen slavers objective is, and this goes back to what I was just saying. It's too flawed. It's too direct to her one experience we get kind of murmurs from the media of all the mistakes that heroes have made, but there's nothing really, I guess, and maybe this is just me expecting too many direct lines in an animated movie, but for her, the whole description, the whole verbal reality for Screen Slaver was that her dad died because he was a dumbass, but really because the way she perceives it is that the supers weren't there and so they're not going to be there for everyone all of the time and so why would we depend on that mm-hmm. and that's such a simplistic that's such a kind of adolescent ideal yeah it's, um, it, it makes her seem childish her parents died when she was when her and her brother were not like kids but 
like teenagers, younger, weren't they? Yeah. I think so, yeah. 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 So that's it's kind of that that's probably where that stems from. Yeah, it's kind of a suspended truth that hasn't evolved as she's grown older. First. And sy- right. syndrome is kind of it's almost the opposite. Like he's young to begin with. He's young when this happens. Mm-hmm. He's young as a supervillain, but he's taken this one experience and completely blown it up to all it can be. Well, no, like I and anyone else with any amount of money should be able to be fucking Batman. So why wouldn't I be? In a way, now that I, now that you say that, Syndrome kind of has the same point as as screen slaver because at one point during his during his monologuing he says you can't count on anyone especially your heroes yeah and he just took it and says i his his plot was just smarter and more lucrative because he 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 was going to destroy superheroes he did destroy in making the omnidroid he did kill multiple supers and mm-hmm. he was he said okay now that i have this ultimate omnidroid i'm going to kill pe- more people and get rich off of it yeah he was and just think, smarter about it i think i think that's like we've got two very different like hers is vengeance and syndromes begins in vengeance but then it's a sick game mm-hmm. and that's where yeah. he's truly a supervillain. she's just a mm-hmm. fucked up adolescent like yeah. she's just got she just needs some therapy and, mm-hmm. and that could have been stopped. But Syndrome is... Mm, Syndrome's a sociopath. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. So the last major thing that I have that impressed me, or, or made me pay attention during the movie, is the timeline from the end of the first movie through pretty much the middle of this one. I went and watched the last, what, 10 minutes of The Incredibles earlier just to figure it out. Mm-hmm. So starting with the saving of Metroville, which is where the bulk of the first movie takes place. Right. Uh, it's after the after the the Pars house explodes because of syndrome. The track meet mm-hmm. is three months after that. So three months after the Pars house explodes, Incredibles two starts. Okay. And I was sitting there yeah. thinking. The, the superhero program gets shut down. Damn, they've been living in a motel forever. Exactly. Like, holy shit. People were, I've heard people talk about why is Violet so upset. Like, no, I was thinking, why is Violet so upset? They've been living in a motel. They've been homeless, basically, for three months. Because she says yeah. how much longer in the motel. Dicker says when um, they when they drop them off and they say that the, the program is... Maximum uh, of two weeks. Yeah, they get two weeks yep. left. And then they have the conversation. We got to find a job or we're homeless yep. or we're actually homeless. Mm-hmm. Like, I like the attention to that and just how exhausting it must like what kind of circumstances that would be for the family. Right. We got we got a small glimpse of that when they talked about relocation in the first one. Mm-hmm. But you don't really get the weight mm-hmm. of it and the effect of it until you see them in a motel and you see violet like how much longer is this going to be because this Mm -hmm. is this is a lot right Mm -hmm. she looks at her dad with like a little bit of you know help us yeah like resentment and sadness it's Mm -hmm. kind of a combination of like i know i know this isn't your fault but we deserve better than this yeah so what were they waiting for 
What do you mean? In the motel? They have... Like, every time they were in yeah. um, a hotel, they were in hiding. So anytime their cover was blown, they had to go into hiding in transition. And so I think it's just right. transition before they find their next place. So were they just waiting for the government to, like, get them a new house? Yeah. I think so. Or... I think they were waiting, waiting for red tape. Yeah. Yeah, because I'm like, three months one of them like this could have happened way sooner yeah like, yeah. <laughs> like go get a job either of you yeah. <laughs> and then like they had the two-week deadline it's like i guess we're gonna have to get a job one of us is and i was like we're just now having a job yeah. <laughs> i do like the continuity that like all the stuff that they have <laughs> was in the motel that's what that's what made me think about it. i'm like wait a minute they have all that stuff in the motel yeah how long yeah. have they been you know and then that led me to go back and say, oh, this is, they've been, they haven't had a house. Yeah. And they moved from, you know, they moved from Metroville. And then when, um, I think they, I think this may be a continuity error because if you watch the end of Incredibles 1, it says Metroville Stadium where the, um, where the track meet is. Mm-hmm. And then when the Underminer attacks in Incredibles 2, he ends up at like they end up stopping the drill in front of Munitsburg Hall. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think that's a continuity error, and they change. They accidentally change the name of the city. I don't mm. know. I'm still stuck on the fact that they didn't get jobs. <laughs> what were they doing? Yeah, I, here, the whole the thing, time. Is, like... How was the government? <laughs> unless it's like Shield, but like right. supers are illegal. So why wasn't the shield of Incredibles shut down. Like, how are they still being supplemented by the government? Maybe they got infiltrated by Hydra. That's why they had to shut down. <laughs> Hail Hydra. Probably. <laughs> but like, what were what were Mr. Incredible and Elastic Girl doing? How did they not know Jack Jack had powers? For the three months in that tiny little motel. No, that made that made sense to me because Jack Jack didn't have powers before and started showing powers while Helen was on mission. Mm-hmm. So like the first time. Oh, do you think he was acting out because his mom was gone? Yeah. Stressor. Okay, that makes sense then. The end. <laughs> That's all I needed. <laughs> but Heather, I do agree with you that maybe they shouldn't have waited until two weeks to get jobs. Literally all they were doing was taking Dash and Violet to school and then going back home, I guess. Yeah, we don't really, we don't really know. Yeah, that's Although, weird. I anyway. mean, if it's three months. We'll just wait for the government, I guess. <laughs> it's three months, but they're doing super work. Like, they have obviously... You, were they? Yeah, because, I mean, you see them prepared. <laughs> like, the kids know what to do. Yeah, they've they been training. Obviously, that's true. They obviously, like, have this language down. They know who's yeah. responsible for what. So they've been okay. doing hero work. Aside from who watches Jack Jack. Aside yeah. from who watches Jack Jack. <laughs> yeah, because uh, the only thing they don't have down. Because Helen says. Why do I always have to? Someone uh, Helen says someone do crowd control. The other watch Jack Jack. They would have to know what yeah. crowd control is, and how mm-hmm. to do it in their own way. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. Then that makes that that makes more sense. Uh, but also, and, are they collecting a check from the government, even though it's illegal from the government? See, that's another thing. I guess they were, like, thanking them. I think they were thanking them, probably, because of, like, syndrome. 
okay, you get this one, you know? Because it's not a burning building. It's, like, a dude that was fucking killing your people. I don't even know. But, I mean, other than that, it's like, now I'm thinking too much into this movie. (laughs) Welcome to the way I think of things. Irresponsible. You weren't thinking about that, were you? I was thinking about other things, but not about this movie. Okay, yeah. Another parallel between the movies, or a, a a switch of the movies. When Bob gets basically get gets his groove back family life gets better you see him you know hanging out with jack jack you see him throwing the football with dash you see him and elastigirl doing whatever supers do to show affection um right getting a new car yeah he got a new car (laughs) and then uh elastigirl when her mission is successful she stays away from the family and things kind of uh crumble yeah Mr. Incredible can't, right. he, he doesn't handle it as well as she does. I just noticed a lot of, just overall, a lot of things were taken from the uh, first one and either subverted or manipulated. Yeah, I think it's a different homework dynamic with Mr. Incredible. His work was miserable to begin with. And so he was miserable at home too. And then when his when he enjoyed his work, that translated to his home life. Mm-hmm. With Helen, right. her job for the last many many years has been her family and Mm -hmm. she had to give up her career in some ways to do that and wasn't able to be a super anyway and so for her like this is an adventure that is separate from her job as being a mom um and not necessarily like this is a really cool thing that she gets to do that's going to help mankind and help supers but it's Mm -hmm. not necessarily tied to how her family's doing which doesn't mean that she doesn't care it just means that she's doing something for herself yeah i think i think her job and how she relates her home and work is different yeah that work-life balance though Mm -hmm. for the most part i think she had like her home life stuff in the back of her mind the whole time though because she even when she was talking about how great her first mission went or whatever you know she was like how are the kids how'd everything go blah blah Mm -hmm. blah you know like kept asking bob questions and stuff and then Bob said, like, I think maybe one thing went wrong. And she was like, I knew it. I need to go home. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, and that just kind of, I guess, ties into the whole. She had been basically just like a stay-at-home mom since the kids were born, mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. know. And Bob was the one that was, like, out working and stuff. And now that their, like, roles were reversed, she was having a good time. But the house is probably a wreck, mm. you know. Yeah. Can we talk about that house for a second? And how Dash put soap in the water. That was funny. I laughed really hard at that. Let's be real. Who among us wouldn't have done that the first time? Exactly. You know you would have. And you know where you would have been. Like, mm-hmm. like I could imagine. Because I've Sorry. done that. Or, yeah. like, I've not done that. But I've definitely done something mm-hmm. like that. Where I was like, oh, my God. Oh, shit. I know exactly. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. It's like the first time you go to a Revealing nice everything that's super cool. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Revealing everything that's super cool and then starting to fuck up because everything is really cool and everything's starting to mix and mash yeah. together, so it's like, oh god, oh no! Yeah. <laughs> I thought that was... Yeah, that house is cool. I thought that house was an homage to uh, Tony Stark's house. Yeah. Because it yes. kind of looks like it mm-hmm. was in Malibu. Mm-hmm. Like, I've heard people say that it was a Batman house because of the waterfall, and Batman has a waterfall mm-hmm. uh, in the bat ca- to the Batcave. And uh, Batman Begins, mm-hmm. but I think it's a. It looks like a, a Tony Stark house. 
I'm just saying, I would probably shower in that waterfall. Yeah. I was like, why wouldn't you? I mean, it's clean water. It's, it's, mm-hmm. It doesn't affect your water bill. Yeah. Wrapping up the discussion a little bit. All in all, it was very good. Favorite, so good. favorite character. I don't have one. I'm going to say Helen. That's like super, you know, generic cliche, but that's okay. I, I think they did a great job. They leaned in and it was feminist appropriately. It's appropriately feminist. Jack Jack because he got to be a laser shooter. Oh my that, God, was that was so awesome. funny. <laughs> Jack Jack laser eyes. Pew 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 pew. <laughs> I like that they were saying pew pew to like yeah. to keep him yeah. doing it. Yeah. Oh my god. It was a game. <laughs> I think I'm gonna say Jack Jack too also because of uh the raccoon fight. Oh, oh god, that was yeah. so I good. About that. that was great. <laughs> oh my so gosh. Good. And all of his powers. I have all of his powers, by the way. Oh my gosh. How many is it? There's seventeen. So, is that how many mm-hmm. Edna said? That's how many Bob said. Okay. Bob said there's seventeen. So all 17 of his powers. Wait, wait, wait. Let me, let, let's, let's try and name him first. Okay. Well, I'm no good because I have the list. Can you, can you mark? Like us two. Can you mark them off as we go? And then you go? mark off the ones. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Laser eyes. That's one. Yeah. He can phase through stuff. Two. He can float. Two, three. Fire. Ball. Four. Yeah. Beast. Five. He can turn into lead. That's from the first movie. Oh, yeah. Six. When he weighed down syndrome. Six. What's it listed um, as there? Turn to lead. Okay. He can go into alternate dimensions. Seven. <laughs> uh, already said laser Did you say eyes. he can pass through shit? Yes, he did. Yeah. Man, there's a lot more then. Can he make his own portals? Or was that just void? That's void. Okay. Does he do anything else, like, fireball-wise? No. I can't remember. That's only... We have seven or six? Seven. We had seven. Oh, my God. And there are 17? There's ten more. (laughs) Okay, go ahead. Okay, I'm going to read all of them. He can multiply. He can... Oh, yeah! Yes! replicate, Replicate himself. There's his demon transformation, bursting into flames... Laser mm-hmm. eyes. He can grow. Because he was giant baby. Yeah, he was giant on the ship. Oh, yeah. There's dimension hopping slash portaling. There's uh, carbon copying, which is uh, changing his face. Like the way, like when he met uh, Edna. Oh. Oh, yeah. He, yeah, he, he made himself look like her. freaking, not Animagus. Um... Changeling. He was like Tonks. Yeah. Um, what's yeah. Tonks's? Yeah. What's Tonks's thing? I can't remember. It says more to metamorphosis here. I think it's there I think it's a variation on that word. He has super strength because of throwing the uh, the lawn chairs around. Ah, that would make sense. He's invulnerable okay. because he fought the raccoon without getting a scratch. I was wondering about that actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was like, uh, baby. <laughs> he says Bob says there's not a scratch on him. Uh, the floating. Mm-hmm. He has telekinesis. What? He lifts uh, Helen's goggles. Without oh. touching them. Right. Right. I got telepathy and telekinesis switched in my brain for a hot minute. Go ahead. He has uh, sneeze-induced flight. 
because he sneezes and then he takes oh, off. Oh, right! And he went, <laughs> yeah. He, we only see this once, but he has electrical... He emits electricity because when Bob was holding oh. him. Mm-hmm. Yes. He can walk through walls mm-hmm. because he walked through the mm-hmm. glass door. He turns into lead. I thought the walls thing was dimension thing, but maybe not. The dimension thing, he would like pop up in a different side of the room yeah. versus like... The walking through walls thing was he was going after the raccoon or he was going away from his other siblings on the boat. Yeah. There's a thing here called uh, blobbing, uh, which happened when the raccoon stuck to him for that hot second. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And then this one, I don't know. It's mimicry, which is when uh, when Bob comes to pick him up from Edna's, mm-hmm. he's doing everything that she's doing. Like Sam yeah. walk. Instead of having the cigarette holder, he has a lollipop. And yeah. doing the same facial expressions and everything. Right. So that's all 17. That's funny. That's fantastic. That's incredible. He's going to be a powerhouse. Ah. 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 Still funny, even like an hour and a half in. <laughs> Last thing. Was it worth the wait? Yes. I thought so. You and I'm really, getting... like, I'm I'm impressed. I'm proud. I'm so glad they didn't fuck it up. Same. So. <laughs> you think we're getting a third one? Maybe. How did this one end again? Oh, yeah. Everything was legal. Maybe we might get a time jump. I'm hoping for a time Maybe. jump. Maybe. I just want to see uh, Violet and Dash and Jack-Jack just fighting crime. Yeah. And maybe, like, Frozone's son. And the parents son. be like, so proud. Yeah. Hmm. I read that they were going to put... Uh, they were going to put her in the movie, put uh, Frozen's wife in the movie, but they mm-hmm. they decided not to, and they used her character model for someone else. Ah. And if you look, I know who it is. If you look at the scene when uh, they stop the boat, and all the heroes are like posing and looking down at everyone on from the side of the boat, mm-hmm. she's floating over Bob's uh, left shoulder. Sorry, right shoulder. Okay. So if you ever go back, like she's the she's the closest one to the family that's flying. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, I think I I can't wait till this comes out so I can. Well, actually, you can pre, you can pre order it now on iTunes oh for twenty God. bucks. Wow. So yeah, technology. Am I right? Mm-hmm. Do we want to do rankings now, or do we want to do Drunk Disney now before we do rankings? We can do rankings really quickly. Okay. Okay. Let's do bottom to top. So, Tori, what's your number 20? My number 20 is Cars 2. Okay. Because it's clearly the worst Pixar movie ever. Mine is Toy Story 2. What? Duh. What's your 19? 17, 18, 19 are a tie, so it can go either way. I have uh, Cars 3 as 19. Mm-hmm. Not because it was really as bad as Cars 2. It's just as unmemorable. Yeah, that, that was my thought. Uh, we talked about it. In an episode, it was it wasn't as good as Cars. It was way better than it needed to be, but it was still. Eh. Okay, so what else? What's your nineteen? Now that I'm thinking about it, yeah, my seventeen, eighteen, nineteen are all kind of in the same lot. So I have the Good Dinosaur, Cars Three, and Cars Two. And Cars Three, I think I actually liked. So that one's kind of maybe that's seventeen. Mm-hmm. And I don't like. I like the Good Dinosaur fine. Cars Two was just so memorable. My seventeen and eighteen. Uh, seventeen, I have. Sorry, 18, I have The Good Dinosaur. 17, I have A Bug's Life. Uh, I think The Good Dinosaur should probably be 17 because of the uh, 
the environments, the animation of environments, which is yeah. really good. But A Bug's Life, uh, because it has a better story, and Kevin Spacey's performance is really good in that. My 16, I have Monsters University. <gasps> yes. Oh, rut row. Right? Uh, for 16, I have A Bug's Life. For 15, I have Up. For 15, I have Finding Dory. Did I say that? I have Finding Dory as 16 and Up as... Oh, no, A Bug's Life. No, you know what? 15 would be Finding Dory. Uh, what's your what's your 16, then? Up? No, so I've got... Uh, 17 is Good Dinosaur. 16 is A Bug's Life. 15 is Finding Dory. 14 is Up. 14, I have a... 13 and 14, I have another tie. Uh, 14 is Brave. 13, I have Cars. 13 is Brave. 12 is Cars. 12, I have Toy Story 2. Uh, 11... 11, I have Up. I have Toy Story. 10, I have... Let me talk about Up for a second. I heard another podcast talking about Up, and they didn't talk about Up. They talk about the first 10 minutes of Up. Yeah, every time. So forever and ever, until someone decides to talk about the rest of Up, it's not top 10 for me. It won't even... No. Okay, so so what's your 10? Cool. 10, I have Toy Story 3. 10, I have Ratatouille. Okay. Mm. Another good food one. Nine. <laughs> when they started getting food right. right? Yeah. Nine is mm-hmm. Coco. Nine, I have The Incredibles 2. Eight, I have Incredibles 2. Eight, I have Ratatouille. Seven, I have Inside Out. Six and seven, I have a tie. So at seven, I have Coco. Mm. And then six, I have Toy Story 3. Six, I have Monsters, Inc. And it's tied with Coco because they're, they just both pull at the heartstrings at the end. Monsters, mm-hmm. Inc. is more about friendship. Coco is more about family. Yeah. So, depending on which way you swing on that. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so this is the one, the top five. Top five! My top three, I have a tie. Five, I put Monsters U. What? Monsters U might actually move up for me. What? I loved it so much. I think it's so funny. I love it. Nathan Fillion, it's, it's so good. So, number five for me is Monsters U. Also, my top three. My top three is a shuffle depending on what day. D- number five, I have Inside Out because I will give the, the abstract thought of it. I will give it yeah. its due. Uh, four. Four, I have Finding Nemo. Four, I have Incredibles. What? So top three, and I think Monsters you might actually be above Incredibles. Because I think I've seen Incredibles too many times. Impossible. <laughs> Impossible. Um, okay, so top three. What are your ties? My top three in reverse order are Wally, The Incredibles, and Toy Story. So three, two, one. Three, You're two, such one. a purist. <laughs> My top three are Monsters Inc., Finding Nemo, and Wally. Like we talk about the Renaissance of Disney a lot. This is the Renaissance of Pixar. This is like when Pixar established its name. These, I think, these are three years in a row. Who is that? Right. Same again. Wally Finding Nemo and Monsters Inc. No, Wally. Sorry, Wally is five years after uh, Finding Nemo, and um, Finding Nemo was right after Monsters Inc. Okay, so those two are back to back. But yeah, all of these I have, I have a strong relationship to all of these movies in a different way, mm-hmm. and they're they're when I started paying attention to animated movies again i wish i had been woke 
when mm. Wally was around, as far as woke, as far as animated movies go, because mm. Wally is Wally is top notch. I I will support the case if anyone makes it of Wally being number one. Mm-hmm. Uh, quick story: I was listening to a podcast. Uh, I was listening to actually the Collider dot com podcast, and they were talking about um, Incredibles two and uh, Pixar, uh, the the state of fi- Pixar. They were talking about Ratatouille, Wally, and Up. Those those three are back to back. Oh seven, oh eight, and oh nine. They uh, said that those are just so drastically different from the uh, the films that came before them. Because those were the three films that came out in between the Disney deal, their deal, initial deal with Disney being done, and before Disney initially bought them. Mm-hmm. Because of uh, Michael Eisner at the time being such a dick towards <laughs> the people at Pixar, they were going to end their deal and then be independent. And Ratatouille, and, Ratatouille, Wally, and Up would have been their first films as an independent studio. Mm-hmm. And they speculated that those are so top notch, is that they needed some hits right out of the gate to be legitimate as an independent theater or independent studio. Yeah, and I can see I can see the thinking behind that because those three films are just so different. And this is when they talked about the first ten minutes of Up, and then they talked about Ratatouille and Wally. So I can see that. Interesting. I think I'll post our rankings uh, along with the episode somewhere in case people want to see and dispute what we say. Like Monsters uh, U being so damn high. Oh what? my god. You <laughs> shut. No. <laughs> so good. Do I need to go grab my Monsters U hat? Am I might. Hmm. <laughs> um, Nick Williams, don't get on to me for wearing North Texas gear and Monsters University gear. It's fine. <laughs> I don't think he'll be mad about you repping monsters. You, yeah, probably not. Yeah, I, no, I think he, I think he'd clap <laughs> slowly. And give you a fist bump. Um. Okay. So, Drunken Disney. Yeah. Drunken Disney Woo! for Incredibles two. Okay. Anytime Jack Jack shows a power. Mm-hmm. Um. That's. I think that's a and you're almost. The end. I yeah. I think that's as good a rule <laughs> as anytime someone says Nemo. Um, anytime Jack Jack shows a power, anytime Bob shows discomfort at being a stay-at-home dad, anytime Violet shows adolescence, <laughs> maybe that's only a few. Like it's really only like a handful of times. Yeah. Yeah, it's really like. I feel only like a she's stuck times. Her I just thought it was kind of funny. Because she shows adolescence, <laughs> and then towards the end, she's just like a boss. Like she's got. Yeah. She takes control. Okay, fine. Yeah. Maybe anytime continuous drink, anytime syndromes on on screen. You mean screenslaver? That one. Whenever someone mentions having to look after Jack Jack. There you go. Someone watch Jack Jack. No, you watch Jack Jack. No, you watch Jack Jack. Okay, so anytime Jack Jack shows a power, anytime someone talks about needing to take care or watch Jack Jack, anytime Bob shows his parent strain. Yeah. I got. Cool. Go with me on this one. You gonna get drunk. Drink anytime someone Anyone? uses a power. Okay, Any that's the power. one. That's the one yeah. and done drinking game. Yeah. So you mm-hmm. can play three rules or one rule. Yeah. I kind of want to do the one rule now. Like that sounds fun. You gonna get drunk. Yeah. Yeah. Just <laughs> like the the entire Elasticycle chase scene. 
Yeah. <laughs> Oof. Don't drink wine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> drink something weak. <laughs> no, no one wants yeah. a hangover. Drink light beer. Yeah. Right. <laughs> All right. So that is our uh, discussion of Incredibles 2. Let us mm-hmm. know what you think. Let us know what you think about Bao. Let us know what you think about our Pixar rankings. Where you can tell us about what you think. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash Disneyverses. And on Twitter at DisneyVS. Remember to rate, review, and subscribe to us on iTunes. Give us a five-star review and let us know how we're doing. You can also find us on Google Play Music where you can give us... 18.14 capes. So many capes. Give us all the capes. Out of 10. We're confiscating them, actually. <laughs> we are. Yes. We are gathering up all to the capes. To save the heroes' lives, okay? It's a good cause. Cape lives matter. Cape lives matter. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I think only you get to make that joke, Tori. That's fine. <laughs> if you leave us a, uh, a five-star review and a comment, a nice comment, we will read it on... Uh, read it on the air but also feel free to let us know if we are lacking something yeah too if we, we suck to... we also want to know yeah but be constructive i don't want to just hear stupid hate shit just be like i would like to listen to you more if you did this instead i don't know right be constructive don't be a dick don't be a dick uh thank you for listening as always wait do you guys have anything else to plug before i sign up you good uh, my boyfriend's trying to stream video games, and so if y'all are into that, y'all can watch him on Twitch. But, I mean, it has nothing to do with Disney, so I don't know if you actually want this in here. Eh, plug it. Do the thing. Okay, cool. I'm pretty sure you can find him on, like, twitch.com slash buttlumps. Uh, B-U-T-L-U-M-P-S. <laughs> uh... <laughs> uh, likes to play Rocket League and yeah. uh, PUBG, and he also likes to play goofy games like uh, Roller Robot Disco Dodgeball and stuff like that. That's so not a real if thing. Y'all are interested? <laughs> it is a real thing, and it has really awesome EDM music. Um, but yeah, so if y'all are interested in watching people stream, he's trying to start up, and would love your support and stuff. So Woo. do the thing. And with that. Thank you for listening. As always, we will uh, see you guys next episode. Taking us out with the sultry sounds of the in credits part two. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.